This is the Read Your Bible Podcast, the daily podcast designed to help you understand and apply the scriptures. Nothing will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ more than studying the Bible for yourself. I'm your host, Drew Tankersley, and for the next few moments, I want to invite you to join me as we dive into God's Word together. We'll ask God to help us see what He wants us to see so that we can be who He wants us to be. Throughout the course of history, God has always been adept at testing our devotion to Him through unconventional means. He does this not because He doesn't know, but He wants to reveal to us the depth of that devotion. He does this in Judges chapter 3 in a very unique way. We learn that the battles these Israelites were to face in the days ahead were left there on purpose to test Israel. How they did on that test should be instructive for us, and on today's podcast, we'll endeavor to see how they fared in this test and how we can do better than they did. Look at the first six verses of Judges chapter 3. These are the nations the Lord left in order to test all those in Israel who had experienced none of the wars in Canaan. This was to teach the future generations of the Israelites how to fight in battle, especially those who had not fought before. These nations included the five rulers of the Philistines and all of the Canaanites, the Sidonians and the Hivites who lived in the Lebanese mountains from Mount Baal Hermon as far as the entrance to Hamath. The Lord left them to test Israel to determine if they would keep the Lord's commands that he had given their ancestors through Moses. But they settled among the Canaanites, Hethites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. The Israelites took their daughters as wives for themselves, gave their own daughters to their sons, and worshipped their gods. In Judges 2, we saw a dramatic overview of the future of God's people, who would live in a continuous cycle of unbelief and idolatry. For more on that cycle, I encourage you to check out yesterday's podcast. In chapter 3, we see this sad story begin to unfold. We learn at the beginning of chapter 3 that God had left nations in the land for this generation to learn to fight. The first two verses of Judges 3 read, These are the nations the Lord left in order to test all those in Israel who had experienced none of the wars in Canaan. This was to teach the future generations of the Israelites how to fight in battle, especially those who had not fought before. So these battles were providentially ordained so that these children who had never experienced war like their parents had under Joshua, could find God to be faithful to them as well. Sadly, Joshua's generation were tremendous fighters, but lousy teachers. There were only two things that Moses had charged them with as they entered the land. Ironically, these were the very things that Joshua pleaded with them to do as well. They were to love the Lord and obey Him and teach their children to do the same. They were to remind them repeatedly of God's faithfulness to them and how He deserved and expected their loyalty and their obedience. Well, they got it half right. 
to their credit, they did love, obey, and serve the Lord unto Joshua, and even unto the elders that ruled with him. We learned this from Judges 2.7, which reads, The people worshipped the Lord throughout Joshua's lifetime, and during the lifetimes of the elders who outlived Joshua. They had seen all the Lord's great works that he had done for Israel. The sad truth is that that's where it stopped. They didn't teach it to their children, because as we learned in verses 10 and 11 of Judges 2, there arose a generation who didn't know the Lord or the works that he had done for Israel. In one generation, the pendulum swung from victory to defeat, just like God had promised it would if they didn't teach it to their children. These kids had not been discipled in who God was or what he had done for them. They had not been charged to obey him, and as a result, the battles that were supposed to teach them of God's faithfulness actually defeated them. These parents were supposed to prepare these kids for these battles, not by knowing how to fight them, but by reminding them of the God who would fight for them. They were not to be so versed in battle tactics, but in explicit obedience. You see, it was their obedience to God's commands that would win the victory. So for their parents, it was not knowing the battles that their kids would fight or how to fight them, but about knowing the God who would fight for them. It was about instilling in them a desire to obey God's word. And in so doing, no matter what kind of battle they faced, God would fight for them. They were left with one job, instill in these kids a faithful trust in the Lord who would fight for them. They were to do this by reminding them keeping ever before them how God had been good to them in their lives and how he deserved their obedience. Well, we learn in verse 4 that God left these nations to test them and to determine if they would keep the Lord's commands. Those commands were explicit about driving all the other countries out and to follow the Lord their God, keeping their hearts from idols and being devoted to their God. But instead, in verse 5, they did what anyone would do who had not been trained in obedience. Rather than driving out these nations, they settled. Settled for less than what God wanted for them. God had given them possession of this land. Instead, they settled, compromising with the nations around them. This led eventually to the very thing that Moses and Joshua had warned them against, intermarriage, and eventually idolatry. The rest of the chapter chronicles three occasions of that idolatry, literally what was evil in the Lord's sight. The Lord then brought captivity and the cycle began. It happens three times in this chapter. God brings three different deliverers, Othniel, Ehud, and Shamgar, all of whom deliver Israel after their repentance. But this pattern will be developed over and over and over again. Now, as we look to apply these truths, this is the danger of undiscipleship. When we don't disciple our kids by intentionally pouring into them the goodness of God and his faithfulness in their lives, when we don't implore them to obey the Lord's commands, when we don't teach them about God's character and who he is, the same battles that God has fought for them, that God has for them to fight, 
should reinforce the truths of God's faithfulness. But instead, these will be the same battles that they will fall prey to. They will inevitably settle, compromising, and unknowingly forfeit their defeat and their freedom, choosing to live in slavery to the very things that distracted them and distracted us from telling them about the God that they should have loved and revered and served. I fear that our comforts oftentimes have made us forgetful in the land, and we can't teach what we can't remember. When we can't recognize God's faithfulness in our lives, when we forget his goodness, we won't teach it to our kids. Just like in Judges, there arises a generation that doesn't know our God or his faithfulness. But the sad truth is, most of us would rather blame them for not knowing than take responsibility for us not teaching them. I mean, think of it. Who's really to blame here? Them not knowing God or their parents not teaching them how to know him? As a result of the, as a result of the battles that God has left for them to fight, they're not ready to fight them. Teaching your kids to learn to fight their battles is not about understanding what they will encounter, but teaching them how to be reliant on the God that you've experienced, teaching them how to obey him and trusting that he will fight their battles. We prepare them for the battles ahead because they trust in a God that outlives us, a God that is alive and working in their midst. And they have learned to trust and obey him and follow him, which is the very key to victory in their lives and the key to victory in ours. The truth is, discipleship is about obedience. And when we don't obey, our kids will suffer. When we disciple our kids in the God that's been faithful to us, we prepare them to fight the battles that God has for them to fight so that he can teach them that he will be faithful to them. But when we get comfortable, when we forget, when we don't teach and we don't remember, this is the danger of undiscipleship. So God help us always to remember our dependence on you and to constantly remind ourselves of your faithfulness. Help us to pour it into our kids. Help us to intentionally disciple them by testifying of your faith to them and your character through your word. For in doing so, we are preparing them for the battles that you have for them to fight. Burn in us the danger of not discipling them. Sear in our mind the threat of them being overtaken in their battles because we failed to prepare them. And may that fuel our discipleship of them in the coming days. I pray you will give us a heart for you, one that loves you deeply and trusts and obeys you explicitly and passionately disciples our children to do the same. In your name, amen. Thanks for joining us today for the Read Your Bible podcast. For show notes to today's episode, please visit readyourbible.info. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes as well as access a host of additional resources designed to help you grow in your faith. It's all there for you at readyourbible.info. That's readyourbible.info. 
For more information about South Seminole Baptist Church, just go to southseminole.com. Join us again tomorrow as together we help you learn to read your Bible.